0: Wig, did you just say wig? Wig, okay. I know, wig, I feel that already. Wig, okay. Wig, did you just say wig? Wig, okay. I am ready for my wig to go flying.
1: Caitlin, wake up. (laughs) I don't like this. Caitlin, wake up. (laughs) Hey, hello! <laughs> gotta wake up. Gotta go. <laughs> Hi, kids. Oh
0: my god! I'm <laughs> um,
1: right here,
0: MC Tepper.
1: This is. Ooh. We get out TikTok edition. No, I'm <laughs> kidding.
0: <laughs> oh my god! So this is totally unrelated, but so we have a bunch of DJs where I work, like they just like play music for people who are shopping, and like there's certain DJs who only play TikTok music. And then um, one of them played the "My Money Don't Jiggle Jiggle" song, and I was like so happy.
1: My money don't jiggle jiggle. It I don't folds. know the words. It folds. It folds. Yeah,
0: because it's, it's not like English. it's like it's no because it's physical money. Oh, it's not like a pound because he's British. Anyway, oh. not gotcha, that important. Gotcha.
1: Anyways, <laughs> um, happy mid or I guess early August edition. Yay! Is it? I think so
0: yeah I think yeah. you're right I think
1: you're right um who well we, we only
0: this? had one episode in Shil-
1: <laughs> yeah that's my fault yeah that's your um, fault
0: sorry anyways. my apologies to Vicky DeVille who's been waiting for a new episode from us thank you <laughs> <laughs> uh, um,
1: I love one of our only listeners
0: She's <laughs> like where's the new episodes I'm like I'm waiting like you are anyway
1: uh, um uh, Anyways, back on track. Who are we talking to today? Who are we doing?
0: So we're, we're bringing her back. That means if we ever bring a guest back, that means we really like them slash that's know true. them in real life. Uh, <laughs> we see them
1: and talk to them almost every day.
0: It's... Yeah, that's true. We have a group <laughs> chat together. That's, that's how you know it's real friendship. Yeah. Okay. It's Freya Ray.
1: Woo! Welcome, Freya. welcome uh, back, Freya. Welcome
0: back. Thank you for having
2: me again. Me time. You know you're,
0: I think your episode is probably our most listened to episode ever. I don't think we ever got numbers as good as the first time you were on. That's so wild. That is I wild. Love-
1: was <laughs> it the last one before the pandemic?
2: Yeah, it was literally like right before the pandemic. Yeah. Everyone else to do listening to me talk because there was nothing else to do. <laughs> <laughs> so. I mean they got they had to waste their time somehow.
0: Yeah.
1: Ugh. But how have you been? How are things?
2: I just talked to you yesterday. Should but things have up. been good.
0: <laughs> yeah, but no one recorded it. <laughs> that we know. If
1: that if this zoom is not recording anything you say does
0: not <laughs> I'm like checking right now
2: if it's- I'm like, oh yeah, we're
0: recording.
2: <laughs> I've been I've been doing lots of things. We'll go over
1: it. Yeah, let's get into it.
0: Yeah, let's get into it. So I know you've been busy hosting panels.
2: What, What are these panels? Explain to the children. So I created these panels because I noticed a lot of times at drag shows, like the audience didn't really know much about the performers. And I wanted to connect with people on that level. So I created the panels to just make things more accessible for the audience. And I would, I would pick a topic and have you know a panel full of drag artists that were experts on that subject. And we talk about things ranging from the history of drag to drag makeup, drag families, fashion, music, just like a wide variety of topics each time. And we would chat about that and, we do a q a where the audience could really ask us anything that they had on our their mind about what we were doing and then we would perform and the feedback of that was really good where the audience seemed to get really invested in the performances once they knew a little bit about the artist so i started that i was doing like one offs as early as i think 2017 and then i started doing them more regularly before the pandemic with the Soho House group and um, it's something that I'm working now on rebirthing I guess in its third iteration.
0: Would nice. you have a venue for it yet?
2: I am in talks with the venue for it. Ooh. They
0: were really good. It was kind of like being in an in-person podcast in a good way.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah I liked how intimate they were. They kind of felt like um like living room chat amongst friends I have been approached by a few places since then um like two different places that wanted to have the panel again but then as I got into more talks they were like oh how about we just like nix the panel and do a drag show and I'm uh... like well, the correct home for it so um I am you know, being very precious about it where I don't want, I love, like I've hosted drag shows and I've run drag shows and I have no problem creating a drag show, but I don't want like my panel show just to turn into something that it's not. So yeah, I'm like waiting for the perfect home to rebirth it. I feel like in the future you should start recording them. to just oh, put yeah. them out as podcasts. Yeah. That's actually a really good idea. I think having like, um, some visual to it because everyone looks fucking great at the panel we should like I don't know just pop them up on the internet and you've had some good guests too I have yeah I've gotten some um I mean I feel like I try to cast like with people that are just super knowledgeable about the topic and I try to like cast a little bit of like um you know people from like all all different drag scenes throughout the city and not just like a group of like best friends. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like I tried to like assemble like people with like a wide variety of knowledge on something where it's not just like everyone repeating the same thing over and over. Because I think that's, that adds to the panel when like you get like really different views and different experiences and people coming like from all different places of doing drag. Yeah, plus you have to get people who can
0: express themselves <laughs> coherently, which isn't always the easiest thing to find either.
2: Um, I think I've been pretty lucky, though.
0: Yeah, no, you've had good guests. I'm
2: telling you. <laughs> Thank you. Who was your favorite?
0: Well, so I don't know if that's necessarily my favorite, but like it was really cool to just see like Ariel Versace there.
2: I loved having her. yeah, she was so knowledgeable. We had her for we. I had her for my makeup panel. Mm -hmm. um so knowledgeable at that and it was so cool hearing her just trajectory of like getting on drag race from you know put it from like doing instagram stuff and then like just her rise and all her knowledge and her like her makeup tips were phenomenal
0: yeah that's why it should be recorded so i can learn
1: (laughs) the kids need to be taught so um kind of have you know, evidence.
0: <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, so you've been performing a lot in Phoenix, as we call Phoenix, and internationally. What's it been like performing outside of New York?
2: Um, performing outside of New York was really cool because I think just getting to know other drag scenes besides your own and like networking and connecting and like forming actual you know, friendships and working relationships with other performers is really cool. Like you build your like community and your family within your own drag scene, but then like getting into others and like just finding like the nuances and dynamics of the others was, I think really cool and really important.
0: Um, Where did you perform international?
2: I, the first place I performed, where was it? I think sorry the pandemic it's like so hard I know everything
0: all the time times all the same
2: (laughs) um I'm going to say Australia well definitely Australia I'm trying to think if there's any I mean that was for me you know like I had not performed internationally before as a drag artist and doing that was really cool um and at like a like showcase it was like a cool showcase of like Art, like a really wide variety of like um, artists that were like gender non conforming or just like, you know, not to smell artists. Um, where everyone was, it was just like a huge array of like drag, like, it was during their Mardi Gras. So it was like from like international artists uh-huh. all over, like. The most amazing diverse array of drag, so I was like really honored and happy to just be taking part in that.
0: Well, did they tip you?
2: <laughs> um, no, actually,
0: they, did. <laughs> they don't tip internationally. That was a trick oh, question.
2: That was actually anxiety-inducing for me because performing in the states. Um, as an artist, I always account for like breaks, my number to get off stage and like walk around and connect with the audience and take tips. And they don't really get off the stage there or like, you know, going oh. to the audience. So I, I like, it was fine. And like, once you're doing it, it's not as scary as it sounded to me at first. But like when I was like thinking of my number, I was like, how i'm gonna just have to stay on stage the whole time like i'm gonna have to fill like all five minutes in one spot but it's not really like that but i was like thinking about that and, and you know you don't necessarily want that like huge two minute long instrumental during the performance when you're doing that oh <laughs> like, i had to think about that and that was like definitely different but it worked out well well that's good and what? Well, um, yeah. yeah go ahead hmm?
1: I remember you telling me when you visited Australia, you ran into a local girl that me and Caitlin both know. Do you want to tell that story?
2: That was so funny. Oh, oh, I forgot about that. (laughs) It was Mardi Gras. It was at the um, Boulet Brothers' performance, their party, that was being hosted by etc., etc. And... I was like hanging out with a friend on the edge of the stage and I just like feel like a tap or like, you know, like a nice, like friendly tap on my shoulder with like a, Hey bitch or something like that. And I'm thinking like, who the fuck knows me this well at this place? I literally know no one. And I look up and it's Reefy Royalty. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was wild. Like we're literally on the other side of the world and before the, like right before the pandemic, literally and, like, like a week before. Yeah, this Caitlin and I were going to Reefy's shows in New York like every week. So yeah. just so wild in Sydney, which is like the furthest away you could get, and like seeing somebody that I like would be seeing in New York every week. <laughs> <I'm-> <laughs> I love um, that. It, it, I don't know. It like was that like weird like thing where you like the community like feels like such like a little like tight knit thing. I loved that.
1: The world can be so small sometimes. And Absolutely,
0: <laughs> you go to a Dracula show,
1: um, especially.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. Um,
0: I wanted to talk a little bit about Phoenix. Yes, Phoenix. I feel like you, yeah, I feel like you kind of built uh, like your own community there, even though you don't live there.
2: <laughs> You know, I almost did, but I just I not that excited. I was like thinking of moving there and then I was like two weeks out from going to to Phoenix and I had actually appointments with like a realtor to look at places to live and um the pandemic happened and I got stuck in New York and I wound up during the pandemic like falling back in love with New York. I grew up here and I've been here most of my whole life, so I feel like there were just like times where I was like, not taking full advantage of how great this city is. And I was going out to Phoenix a lot and that's a great city as well. And I was just kind of, I think it was like really in need of something different, but then I don't know, being stuck here, I just really started appreciating New York again and I'm happy I'm still here, but yeah, I I almost moved there. (laughs) But What, um,
0: what makes our drag scene different than here?
2: It's such a great community. I've been back to visit since the pandemic and every time I'm there, I'm just in awe at how like loving and supportive this scene is. It's, it's, a sm- it's like a smaller city than New York. So the drag scene is more like localized that I feel like in New York, there's like eight different drag scenes within the city but in Phoenix, there's like one or two main drag scenes there. And it's more like everyone literally knows everyone else. but it's in a way where it's just like loving and supportive. I don't know. Like, I feel like just the way it's like run from the top, like the people in Phoenix who like, you know, book the shows and everything. It just, the people there like really love to just like uplift and boost other artists. And I really love being part of that. Everyone there just is more like friendly and helpful than, you know, you would, expect like a bunch of strangers to be and I loved that energy I loved that like my sister and I went out there for the first time in drag and like by the end of the night people were like inviting us to perform and inviting us to their shows and like inviting us out to brunch the next day and it's just like a really friendly amazing place that almost like sounds mythical
0: (laughs) I like communities like that because I feel like another community that's kind of similar is like in South Florida, like the Miami Fort Lauderdale area. Like it's such a, like, cause I've been there a lot. Like it's, it seems like such a like close knit family and like people really look out for each other and care about each other and like really like also cheer each other on, which I think New York doesn't really exist. Like I feel like everyone's in competition with each other here. So it's nice yeah. to see I people that. like root for each other.
2: I love that. I love that energy. I, yeah. I thought that was really cool. Like, especially just coming from such a big city where like you kind of like this, I feel like with the smaller communities it's like everyone just kind of becomes a family of like, you know, queer people. And in New York, there's just too many people where that just cannot exist. So we kind of have to like branch off and everything but it's really cool just having like a community where everyone knows everyone.
0: Yeah, like cheers
2: yeah <laughs> sorry my
0: um, boyfriend's brother like binged that show
1: I was gonna say who's showing her age right now no, it was the, I,
0: no like he binged the entire like 350 or 400 episodes during the pandemic so
1: Frasier's better anyway oh yes.
0: I agree I grew up on Frasier I love it which we'll probably talk more about to <laughs> <laughs> you
2: a little bit young for Frasier <laughs>
1: Um, my ex-boyfriend loved it. Um Fraser's the, the f- best. Fraser's really good. I love Fraser.
0: I've never watched also, it. Also,
1: it's very gay. It's like super it's gay.
0: It's so gay, which is funny because when I was a kid, I didn't like I didn't pick up on that. But like maybe I did like unconsciously.
1: Fraser's as gay as straight man on TV.
0: Well, so is um Niles so. And he well, well, yeah, gay. Niles is, is
1: actually gay.
0: But like his character wasn't gay because he was like closeted yeah. because you weren't allowed to be gay.
1: So was the dad, the dad was also gay,
0: oh, yeah, he is gay, right? Mm-hmm. yeah,
1: he died, but yeah, he's um... dead, but <laughs> oh oh.
0: Yeah, I mean, oh he was he was pretty old to be honest. He was talking old on about the show.
1: gay speaking of gay families um, <laughs> Freya, you're a a mommy to an up and coming um crazy kid of now Brooklyn was in Manhattan, but yeah was in, in Brooklyn. Um,
2: Hatton for that one. What was that? I'm still claiming her as Manhattan for now. Okay, that's fine.
1: But, um, tell us about your drag daughter, Miskito.
2: During the pandemic, I gave birth to a little demon baby (laughs) named literally, literally, literally. She is a, but I love her. She is phenomenal and like talented and like revolutionary in her concepts and i'm just in awe of her uh, her name's Miskito. she's she's turning two next month actually oh my god are you kidding i know it was like the beginning what the of <laughs> at three dollar bill with her and vicky deville and somehow like on that day we, Vicky, and I, by our now drag daughters, both got asked to be drag moms, and we were both like, "Are we going to do this?" Of course we are, and like we kind of went into being moms together.
0: <laughs> you did, yeah. Well, the funny thing is, last time you were on the podcast, you were with your drag mom, and your drag grandma is Dusty Ray Bottoms. Thus, your name ish, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like this family just keeps expanding.
2: We do keep expanding, and I feel like it all kind of ties together, though, but like, we all have our very own aesthetic and, like, our very own concepts, but, like, if you look at all four of us, there's something that ties together enough that, like, we kind of resemble a really weird family.
0: I feel like the House of Ray Bottoms, I guess we'll call you that, is, like, very um, rock and roll alternative. Yeah,
2: like. Half of us, or more, maybe more than half of us. Actually, I think all of us, like, in somewhere involved in music or something. So, yeah, it kind of attracts.
0: Yeah, you're like edgy, edgy
2: vibes. Thank edgy you. Edgy vibes.
1: I, I
0: feel
2: like that's 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 edgy to
1: vibes. Mean. Yeah,
2: uh, yeah, Miski's. Um, also, Miski and I. This is you know this, but I don't know if we've ever. We're going to like formally announce this on social media, but we haven't yet. But um, Miski and I also, we gave birth to our own drag baby that consists of us called Full Pencil Lobotomy, where, you know, sometimes you like are like really high with a friend and you just kind of like riff on, oh, like, wouldn't it be so cool to get this like awful tattoo of like you know, like a boat being pulled by a worm with a joint in its mouth. And like, you like have that idea, but like you never actually do it. Well, like we were kind of doing that in terms of like planning a performance of like, wouldn't it be so cool if like we dressed the same in hospital gowns and like taped wigs to our crotches and screamed and crawled on the floor and perform nursery rhymes. But then we actually went and did it. And like, we both were like, Oh, like, we can't put our name on this. Like, we need to think of our own morphed character of ridiculousness. So we named this character Apple Pencil Lobotomy, and then we got on stage at the slipper room and performed the wheels on the bus, go round and round uh, together. And then we screamed while wearing like dirty sex ropes and hospital gowns.
0: And let me tell you, everyone, it is the funniest thing I have ever seen in my life. Drag-related. <laughs> That's what you
1: missed on Glee, though. That's what you missed on Glee. It was
0: that, like, so we, we I had been warned by Freya about this happening for a while. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I don't know what any of this means, but we'll see what happens. And then I actually got to see it performed, and it was so freaking funny. I, like, was screaming and crying because it was so freaking funny. And it was also a two-minute number, but I really want to see more of Apple Pencil <laughs> Thanks We're <for>
2: actualizing <laughs> our next number actually with you, Martyr.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna dress up as Paddington the Bear and do centipede to Kelly Clarkson.
0: Yeah, the human centipede, right? Well Kelly Clarkson. Uh, break the way. Oh break. <laughs>
1: obviously Caitlin how dare
0: you I'm laughing already it didn't
2: even happen yet where is this gonna happen
1: Um, we'll book us
2: we have somebody that actually said they were interested in booking it so you know
0: I'm here for it I want to see it in person
1: (laughs) and on that note I think we should take our little break and we'll play some little fun games with Freya. Yeah, games. Yay, games. We love, love games. Games, games, games. games. Yeah. Um, we'll be right back, kids.
2: Bye. Wig, did you just say Wig? Wig, okay.
1: we're back. We're back. Oh my god.
0: So we're going to play a couple games. And I think we'll just start playing them. So this first game is for Freya only. So it's called Top 5. So all it is is you name your top 5 favorite things per category in no particular order. You could rank them if you want, but since I'm, I you, you, you haven't been like told ahead of time which topics these are, you could just choose whatever you want.
2: Yeah, that's
0: thinking what that's a lot of thinking that's okay it's 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 topics you like don't worry <laughs> cool okay so first topic top
2: five rock bands Ooh. oh okay strokes the libertines the clash fleetwood mac and the virgins good choices top five favorite songs. Oh, wow. Um, I have so many. Trying Your Luck by The Strokes, Fade Into You by Mazzy Starr. Where's my Spotify playlist? I literally have a playlist of my favorite songs. Perfect. Called what? Favorite songs ever. (laughs) Trying Your Luck and Fade Into You are for sure. Um, I like Just Like Heaven by The Cure. That's a good one. Can't stand me now by the Libertines, and uh, ooh, this fifth spot. There's like so many that could go in there. Um, I am going to probably go with. I'm gonna go with Rich Girls by the Virgins First sentiment.
1: You love that song. I know you song. always play it for us. It's a good one
2: thank you
0: <laughs> okay so the next category is a little bit more broad so favorite top five favorite like y2k shows celebs trends like y2k things i'm way too young to know any of those things <laughs> well they it's back in style now so you can be very uh, gen z and like tell us your version of what happened in the early 2000s <laughs> <laughs>
2: Being born in Y2K, I missed that all completely. (laughs) Um, That's what I'm going with today. (laughs) But favorite Y2K what, like TV shows? So like shows,
0: like celebrities, like trends, like fashion, whatever.
2: Um, Toxic music video by Britney Spears. The Simple Life seasons one and two, but mostly season one. Um, What else? I really enjoy the commercials of Jessica Simpson's makeup line where she was like licking edible with cream makeup off herself. Um, that's three things, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what else? Um, I literally have so many mood boards of this. It's like my favorite aesthetic ever. Me too. <laughs> but, um, Rock of Love, the bus where like Brett Michaels was literally like dating girls on a tour bus that was really that was a moment and <laughs>
1: not a good one
2: uh, not well, a good moment. It, it, it didn't end too well but <laughs> um that was not a good moment at all sad day for females and number five that's four things what's number five there's so many y'all um
1: one pumpkin spat in new york's face <laughs>
2: yes
0: that (laughs) (laughs) okay so that goes in kind of goes into our next one top five reality shows and this can be from any period
2: okay um the real world survivor love island and then i guess the obligatory drag race and dragula right (laughs) yeah that's a good list though
1: I don't know if I can even name five reality shows. Drag Race España, Drag Race UK, Drag
0: Race. <laughs> wow, that's why we're not asking you. <laughs> I know. I was like, I
1: don't know if I can answer any of these.
0: Well, luckily, it's not for you. Um, okay, so last one: top five favorite makeup brand slash product.
2: Oh my gosh, y'all! It's the summer. I've like not worn makeup for like two months. <laughs> I don't blame you. It's so well, gross. out. I'm in the middle of like a move, and like my day consists of like building furniture and like installing shelves with your drill. Um, my so drill, I'm- <laughs> hot pink drill. Um, so I like haven't actually put real makeup on in weeks, but I've I'm really nostalgic for like early thousands. Um, Urban Decay. So I'm going to say that. Um, I don't know. Cryolon, definitely cryolon. I love cryolon. Um, uh, I honestly don't know. Kry- I'm a makeup artist. I should know this. I'm like, Hold what on. do you use? <laughs> go into your <laughs> toolbox. <laughs> okay, here we go. Okay. So yeah, Urban Decay, Cryolon. For when I'm doing drag. I love those. Um, Fenty. I like their liquid liners. Um, I like ColourPop. They're a really great budget option. And uh, I guess Elmer's glue. Love her line.
0: <laughs> what about the horses? Just kidding.
2: <laughs> The purple non-toxic glue stick. Can't do drag without it. Well, I can't. And that was top five. You did it.
0: Yay. Okay, so this next game is for all of us. And it's called, if I were. So each person will say what type of thing they would be. Example, if I were a flower, I'd be a rose. So we'll go through each like topic and we'll all give an answer to. Okay. Okay. It's easy. Okay. First one. If I were a Pokemon, I'd be
1: i'll let freya go first
2: yeah freya you can start if i were a pokemon i'd be um what's this psychic eevee uh
1: so no Espeon.
2: i'd be a good Good
1: answer good answer answer. um i'd be a hisuian (laughs) zoroark oh what
0: (laughs) (laughs) that is not the first 151 (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh it is well neither is, um SPR
0: <laughs> yeah but I know what that one is because I played Arceus
1: <laughs> it's literally in Arceus what are you talking oh, about is that
0: how you say it Arceus yeah
1: well it depends on who you're asking but yeah
0: I thought it was it's, Arceus the whole time. it
1: could be Arceus it could be Arceus Arcus whatever
0: <laughs> wait so what was yours I want to just look this up
1: Hesuian Zoroark
0: oh, I can't spell that <laughs>
1: It's literally (laughs) the name of the region in RCS. Whatever. (laughs) Plus (laughs) Zoroark.
0: Sure. Is it like a legendary one? No. Oh, then I have no idea. Okay. If I were a Pokemon, I'd be Jigglypuff. Next. She's my favorite. She's cute. If if I were an instrument, I'd be. If
2: I were an instrument, bass.
1: I'd be a recorder. Like the ones you play in elementary school.
2: Yeah, I'd be <laughs> like...
1: loud and screechy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'd be the triangle because it's really easy. Like you don't need any sort of like anything to play that one.
1: You need rhythm at least.
0: Not so you really, because no one's like really listening to it. You know what I mean? I guess, I
1: guess. <laughs> oh my God.
0: I cannot play music. Thank you. If I were a singer, I'd be... If
1: I were a singer i'd be mariah carey that's a good one i'd be sufyan stevens
0: oh <laughs> i feel like i'd be britney spears because i think i could sing really well and like still try but
1: okay no in re- it, it
0: reality might not match up though her no sh- she no should did-
1: britney and- but she doesn't have the widest vocal range
0: no so that's perfect <laughs>
1: maybe three octaves
0: yeah i'm here for it i i like the nasally sound i don't know i'm into it
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: <laughs> okay next if i were an album
2: i'd be like an album of music yeah a music album if i were an album i'd be room on fire by the strokes
0: you have one more, too?
1: Um, I'd be Preacher's Daughter by Ethel Kane.
0: <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'd be The Spirit Room by Michelle Branch. That that soundtrack was my like childhood. <laughs> okay. If I were a celebrity, I'd be.
2: This is a hard one, y'all. You could be anyone. If I, hey, if I were a celebrity, I'd be Hannah Montana. That's a good
1: one. I was walking in Chinatown yesterday, and there was a jewelry shop that had an, uh, 2007 Hannah Montana poster still up. And I was like, That's amazing.
0: I'm,
1: I'm glad they recognize icons.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I would be in the 27th Club.
0: <laughs> so that could be a lot oh. of people. <laughs>
1: um Amy Winehouse
0: good one I would be Paris Hilton my icon love okay if I were
2: a movie I'd be
1: if we were a movie
2: it would be Spice World best movie ever that's <laughs> a good answer
1: um I'd be everywhere everything everywhere all at once
0: <laughs> I still need to see that
1: I've seen it three times in theaters,
0: and I'm waiting for it to start streaming. It's probably it streaming is. Where's it streaming? Is. Where's is it streaming?
1: I don't know. Just look it oh. up. It already it's already on like digital services. So. Okay,
0: I gotta add that. Um, I would be the Wizard of Oz because I love that.
1: Still haven't seen it. I know. <laughs> Not gonna it, change.
0: We'll, well, one day when we do the movie recordings. <laughs> okay. It, your watches. Yeah, Martyr, yes. that's what we should call it, Martyr watches. <laughs> <laughs> if I were a painting, I'd be.
2: If I were a painting, I'd be, it's called Woman by De Kooning, but I think all of his paintings were called Woman. So woman 2? Would...
1: Do you like Woman? I like Woman 2. Woman 2 by De Kooning is really good.
2: I forget if there's a number next to it, but it's the one at the Hirshhorn Museum in Washington City of like the woman like cradling a child. And it looks like she's, like, a star, like, part of, like, a constellation. Um, That's my favorite painting, so I'd do that one. That's a good one. That's um, me and my cat.
0: <laughs> we're, we're trying to
2: look at her, you know.
0: Is that Love it? Try-
1: it's woman. This is woman, too, yeah.
2: That's woman, too. I'm going to look for the woman I like. <laughs>
1: Mark here. Um, oh, God. Such a hard question. Um. If I was a painting, I feel like I'd be a Picasso painting.
0: I feel like that, that's accurate.
1: Yeah. I feel like I'd be that a one. Picasso painting. I'm
0: trying to look at it.
1: Oh, there's also this one. This one's this one I know better. I like a little hooves.
2: Wow. Huh. Love which Picasso painting would you
1: be, Martyr? Yeah, um, Bernica.
2: I'm thinking of the
1: <laughs> uh, absolutely not. I be <laughs> I'd probably be Weeping Woman, that's the one I think of.
0: Oh, that's a good one. I love that one.
1: Yeah, she's fine. Yeah. I'd,
0: I'd be Starry Night. Oh,
1: I'm glad we're both in the MoMA.
0: Yeah, we're both in MoMA, <laughs> we're both right next to my apartment. <laughs> okay, if I were a mythical beast, I'd be
2: um Oh. I would if I were a mythical beast, I would be a center
1: Ooh, good answer.
2: Sagittarius. Oh, duh. That's a good one. <laughs>
1: Um, I would be a hippogriff because I just recently (laughs) played Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban on PS2, and is that bitch? So,
0: yes, I'd be a mermaid. They're real, but but, you know.
1: (laughs) Um. Yeah, monkey, monkey skull sewn to a fishtail. Sure is real. Yeah, it's real.
0: Um, if I were a drink, I'd be. If
2: I were a drink, like alcohol? You Anything, mean? any type of drink. Oh, wow. Why is this the hardest one? It is hard because there's a lot of good options. If I, what do I like drinking lately? Um, I feel like my drink choices are so not fun. That's okay. I literally just drink tea and water right now. Maybe you'll be tea. What type of that?
1: Tracy's always giving us the good tea too. The good tea.
2: Uh, if I were a drink, I would be It could be alcohol. Tea. If I were a drink, I'd be a Manhattan. That's a good one.
0: Right here.
1: Um if I were a drink, I'd be four scoops of instant um coffee cold water some oat milk and two splendas which is something i drink literally every day um, <laughs> basically to help me poop
0: <laughs> <laughs> i would be a peach snapple
1: Ooh, oh. i don't think i've had a peach snapple i've only had the kiwi strawberry <laughs> oh
0: it's so good
1: ever yeah. since i went to the plastic bottles i was just like
0: oh my god the plastic bottles are garbage yeah Garbage.
1: They also got they went smaller too. Oh they
0: are smaller.
1: And I'm like, absolutely not. Well,
0: the secret is you get the like the bigger size, and that then it equals like two Snapples. You remember Mm -hmm. the Snapple lady? What?
2: The Snapple Lady from the 90s. Yeah, I remember her. What bad? (laughs) That's just such a weird memory you just unlocked.
0: (laughs) Snapple. Lady. Oh my god. I have a grievance with Snapple. They keep putting the same facts over and over and over again. They have like no new facts. When I was growing up, all the facts were different. Now it's just the same facts like a million times. You should write to them. I will. I'll talk to them Snapple personally.
1: Oh Snapple lady looks nice. I like her.
0: Is oh her god. name Wendy?
1: Her name is What's Wendy. It? Wendy. Wow, Kaufman. how do
0: you remember that? I <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I remember the Snapple lady, though.
1: I feel like that would be, like, on the um, I Love the 90s, like, VH1 special. Snapple oh, yeah. Lady. No, she was
0: in it. I think <laughs> she was. No, I swear to God, I think she was in the I Love the 90s. I'm pretty sure it was her. I, I know they had,
1: like, on. some,
0: like... I'm pretty sure she was.
1: I love those. I'm going to rewatch those soon. Oh,
0: my God. They're on YouTube. That's the only place to yeah. watch them, which is yeah. so annoying. I want to watch if- it streaming. It Do should be on Paramount Man
1: Yeah. Do you remember when they did the um, "I love the new millennium" and they only went up to two (laughs) thousand six?
0: Yeah, and then the best was best week ever because it just recapped all the best of the week.
1: That's what best week ever.
0: That's when I first got into podcasts, even though it was on TV, because like they would just Mm. put the episodes like on the podcast, and so Mm. I would watch on my tiny um, iPod screen. Best week ever every week, and then I could like save the episodes forever, but they're gone now. That was like.
1: Rip to a real one.
0: Okay. I'm going to do two more because I thought of another one. Um, if I were a taco, I'd be.
2: If I were a taco, I'd be one without meat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, if I were a taco, I'd be a Korean taco. Um, What's a
0: Korean
1: that... taco. They'll do like Korean, like um, they'll season beef in a certain way or mushrooms. Um... Yeah, it's really good. Um, I've only had them once, but they still stick with my head. So yeah.
0: you know. I'd be a veggie taco, but I want like a lot of sour cream and cheese on it.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. And last one, if I were
2: a tarot card, I would be. If I were a tarot card, I'd be the high priestess.
1: I was about to say I'd be the high priestess.
2: <laughs> we could both
0: be you get both different, you're different decks.
1: Um, I saw the art at, at Whitney yesterday and, um, uh, you know, death goes off. So does the hangman, but high priestess is my girl. So I'm going to go with high priestess.
0: I would be a card that I never, ever pull for any reason in any reading, but I really like the star card. I, I love that. I love I love it. I love what it represents,
2: but I never pull it. <laughs> <laughs> pulling that a lot is huh? that the aquarius no is it? That's not no i, I think can't so. think it's something i'm gonna look this up now that's fine the star yeah it is oh it's the aquarius card
0: yeah no wonder i like it <laughs> yeah i love that card okay and that was if i were we learned a lot today.
1: We did. That was fun.
0: <laughs> okay. So before we um, end this part two section, um, so Freya is, as she mentioned, a professional makeup artist. Freya,
2: what are some good makeup tips for doing good drag makeup? Okay. This one is not like an actual makeup tip, but it's probably the best tip that I think like that when I give it to people, that a lot of people where I do this, but people like really like this one, is that a lot of times when like, you're going in to do a look, you feel like overwhelmed, you're like in a time crunch or something and like your brain like limits its creativity because of that. So when you're going in to do a look, I think a really good thing to do is to draw it out or map it out like a day or two beforehand or like really whenever you're feeling inspired and creative so that then when you're painting, even if like you're not feeling creative at the moment you're just basically following a diagram that you mapped out when you were in like a better creative mindset
0: that's so good such good advice they have like printouts of that right I know a lot of makeup artists use that yeah
2: like you could just like buy like a face type photo and like draw it in or I just like literally just draw a circle and just sketch it and draw a bunch of arrows and like let like um, you know right you know like red lip or you know super arch brows and I kind of just brought to the best of my ability but I kind of just like make like a really rough sketch and like a list of things and I like you know if I'm gonna like be gluing stones to my face I'll like put little dots where they go just so that like when I'm in a time crunch or whatever I can just like follow the drawing that's such a good
0: advice yeah any other
2: tips you want to mention before we go I think there's a lot of tips, but I think everything is, like, really specific to different people's, like, drag and just different people's, you know, visions. Um, I, what is, like, a universal tip, though?
0: I see a lot of queens kind of struggle with their makeup if they're more, like, performance-based. Like, how, how could they improve?
2: I mean, I do feel like mapping everything out first where you could kind of just like really like draw something and like get in there and like be as creative as you want. Because honestly, like a lot of people, myself included, like lose their creativity a little bit when they're on the spot. But um, I don't know, uh, I think a good makeup tip also that's kind of universal is to kind of play around with things I noticed during the pandemic, especially when I was home doing nothing and I'd like do my makeup every day sometimes I just like feel like I was like doing the same face over and over with like just different color combinations. And I think like as artists, we should push ourselves to like change up like shapes and just, you know, kind of play around with like different things. Like I was really held to like doing the same brow over and over. And then I was like, let's try my brow this way. And then like, I started being like, what if I just don't do a brow sometimes? And I think, you know, not keeping yourself in the same box is, a good thing to do as well i like that thank you on that note
1: let's take our last little break and we'll get into our usual little wrap-up we'll be right back kids
0: Bye. bye
1: back um so we're gonna do our usual wrap up a little different but you know it's different
0: but it's the same (laughs) it's different
1: but it's the same um Freya, do you have any plans or do you still want to go on a drag reality show like dragula or
0: or any reality show or i know you want to do like regular reality. (laughs)
2: Um, I feel like right now I've been like so consumed with stuff in like day-to-day life type stuff that like I haven't been thinking too much about that and also like nothing I am that's like piquing my interest is like casting right now but I feel like it's like very like right place right time like I would never say never to stuff like that.
0: Uh, I wanted to tell you, this is, you can edit this out, but I wanted to tell you, um, Pat's um, cousin is a reality show casting producer. (laughs) For what? She does like, she just does a ton of reality TV, like whenever they need casting done.
2: Well, if you see anything that seems like I'd be a good fit, let me know.
0: Yeah, no, I wanted to tell her about like you and Gigi and whoever else wants to
2: be on TV. Cool. Yeah. um, I feel like I romanticized the idea of going on Survivor, but I know that I would literally like die after a day out there.
0: <laughs> Survivor seems like the absolute worst one to go on.
2: I binge the whole series over the pandemic, and I feel like I'm like an expert in Survivor now, the way everyone does after they watch like 42 seasons of something. But um, I like it. Just seems I don't know fun's the word, but it seems like such like it. A life experience type of thing where you're like oh I want to do that but like actually being like cold and eaten by bugs and like starving might not actually be fun
0: yeah like I can't imagine like you're basically a vegan like I can't imagine being like a vegan
2: yeah on survivor like, you're-
0: like what could you do
2: literally and like mm-hmm. I don't know coke I don't I've yeah eating drugs yeah. bad that
0: (laughs) learned that one (laughs) (laughs) um do you have any upcoming projects to promote
2: um yes I do I have some upcoming projects my panel breaking the mold if like everything falls into place as I wanted to will be back in late 2022 and also apple pencil lobotomy my communal drag character with my daughter, Miskito will be making some performances uh, soon. I'm excited. (laughs) What's the best
0: advice you could give about drag? Uh,
2: The best advice I was given about drag was to not get comfortable. Mm. Have you used it? mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's, like, why I started doing drag again. I started doing drag, like, in 2017 or 2018, and the character just didn't feel like me, and I, like, I was just learning a lot, and I took a break to, like, recollect and re-inspire myself, and during that break, I connected with, like, an amazing drag artist whom I admire, and they came to stay with me for a while and like observing their process and everything made me really want to do drag again. And they really let me pick their brain and uh, about, you know, anything I have questions about. And that was just really good advice, like not to get comfortable to keep pushing yourself. And like, if you just kind of like settle into something you're going to get into a drag rut and you're not going to like create at the level that you want to be creating up. That's good advice.
0: Martyr, it's your moment. my moment
1: i'll let the children wait for it
0: um, am i the children yes
1: uh, <laughs> freya my love yeah. my dear my good judy hi baby hi can you tell me a story that's so tantalizing so spectacular so crazy so sexual I don't know, what have you, um, that you experienced in the nightlife, uh, since you've been on our podcast. So since the pandemic,
2: uh, that's bold of you to think I've gone out since the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> that's the story. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I once saw a queen get so drunk at their show. That they, like, fell down and um, whipped out uh, their dick and just started peeing all over everything.
1: Caitlin, why would you do that? <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, like, was it during a number? Um, it was, like, I feel like not during the... I mean, I, I feel like the term during a number is really loose when you're that drunk.
0: Hmm. Was there like a at lot- that
2: point standing on stage, just like talking in half sentences?
0: Oh. oh. was it a big venue? Where was?
2: This? Um, it was in the West Village. Ah, huh. yeah.
0: Huh. well, right. I'm
1: curious now. I'm gonna ask off Mike.
0: My- yeah, I'm like, who is this? <laughs> We'll find do,
1: out. Do we know we, this person, Trey? Freya? I feel like
2: everyone, Freya. <laughs> everyone knows them, but it, like I feel like I feel like it's like they people know them.
0: Okay. Okay.
2: Like and like they're not like TV famous. Okay.
0: Yeah, could still be a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. All right. I mean, that's yeah. crazy. I mean, that's how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Last question before we wrap up: Where do you want to take your drag in the future?
2: Where do I want to take my drag? I want to. Uh, I just want to like keep doing what I've been doing like the past five years is just like creating things that I'm proud of that you know like may. Speak to people or move people and like just like creating art that I really feel like I can stand behind.
0: I mean that's a good answer. (laughs) (laughs) You should host the panel. That's the (laughs) plan. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited. Yeah.
1: Me too. Um, It's been such a pleasure to have you on again B. Yeah. Thank you for joining I'm us.
2: Thankful for you to have me on again. Thank you, Caitlin and Martyr.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Of course.
1: Anytime. Let's hope,
2: let's hope this episode has even
0: more listeners than the last time we watched. I know. Can- just promote the hell out of it. Of course. <laughs> we don't course even promote our own show,
2: so no, no wonder. I- yeah, you're I- good at it on Instagram just to promote it. Perfect. Yeah.
1: Um, where can the kids find you online?
2: You can find me on Instagram at Freya underscore Ray, um, F-R-E-Y-A-W-R-A-Y. And uh I made a TikTok, but I don't use it. So I guess not there.
0: You should. I feel like TikTok is the future because their algorithm is way better.
2: Yeah, I I need to like redo that. I feel like. I don't know, I feel like whenever I'm on there, I feel really old, but I should not let that hold me back. So I'm not going to. Don't get comfortable. Don't get comfortable, y'all.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm too I'm- comfortable. Okay. Um. Yeah, I was Martyr.
0: Oh I was C Tepper.
1: Thank you again, Freya. Yay. Um, you. Th- this was wigging out. Bye. Bye.